Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Stats show case for buying the dip after S&P 500 slump. Dateline this morning, uh, Eric Lamb on Bloomberg. So let's see what this is. I have not read the article. I'm just curious to see what we've got here because uh, it'll be interesting to find out. I, I challenge that, so I'm going in with a cynical eye, my friends, but let's see what they got. Uh, let's see here. We're going to avoid this for just a second. S&P 500 has bounced back from rapid losses. Uh, index, okay. Index post strongest rebounds following big Monday declines. Okay, let's see what we got. The more optimistic among the U.S. equity trading community have no doubt just one question is in their minds about the trade war and do stock slump. When to buy the dip? History has a few answers. A look back at steep U.S. losses from multi-year highs does show a pattern of rapid rebounds, according to Sundial Capital Research. Meanwhile, bespoke investment groups uh, points to tendency from Monday sell-offs to bounce back strongly. <sighs> And when the AFC wins the NFL, the market does better than when the NFC, or if it's the NFC, I don't, it's just as stupid. All right, anyway, let's see what they got. Quick turnarounds. S&P 500 has often rebounded from rapid declines off multi-year highs in the past. Uh, One week plus, one week after a 5% drop, all right, one month and one year. All right, so one month after a 5% drop, Let's go to 1999. So one week after a 5% drop, the market's back up 5%. Uh, one month after a 5% drop, it was up, uh, what's that, two and a half, three. One year after a 5% drop, it was up, what, 5%. Hmm, what happened after that? Hmm, let's take a gander, shall we? Uh, same thing here in 1997, 1998. All right, well, so one week it was down in 1998. It was down again in 19, and, uh, for a month, and then the year was up. But then literally the, uh, 15, 16 months later, it started going down. I don't know what that is. Is that 2000? I'm not, it doesn't give us a number there. Is that 2008? I don't know. 2006. Um, well, there's a lot of negatives here. So 46 we had down. Uh, we got some positives, but we got a lot of negatives. One, two, three negatives. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven positives. But uh, and then, but some of these positives are not much here. I mean, that's that's not anything to write home about. That's not much to write home about. And these things are just the nature of the market going up. So that doesn't show me much. But all right, let's see what happens. These kinds of declines tend to generate a lot of fear because it's so out of line with what investors had recently become accustomed to. Uh, but they rarely, but they only rarely never morphed into a truly serious protracted decline over the next six months. Really? I mean, over the next six months or over the next two years? I mean, that doesn't make sense because over the next two years, we have tons of dips in 2000, 2001, and 2002, 2006, 7, 8, we had dips in, uh, 15, 11, uh, just the beginning. We had a dip in May of this year. I mean, then we had, of course, we had the dip last year at the end of the quarter. I mean, we get dips all the time. All right, let's just read. This whole thing is just silly. Uh, and don't forget, the vast majority of investors are just folks who invest in other people's money, i.e., in mutual funds and ETFs. Uh, what ninety percent of investments are owned or held by uh, uh, active or uh, uh, firms? Uh, very, very few people actually own a stock anymore. 
The S&P 500 index fell this month uh, on China retaliated against U.S. tariffs. I love how they phrase it. Like China is just sitting there minding their own business. Then big mean USA and Trump come in there and hurt their feelings. China was just an innocent bystander. <sighs> Uh, retaliated against U.S. tariffs by allowing the yuan to fall, announcing with cease purchases of American farm goods. Uh, well, good, man. Good, good, good. I hope so. Let's see how long it can last there, big guy. Uh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. About time someone's holding China accountable. As of lunchtime trading in Asia, there was some hope the gauge's 6-day and 6% decline was done. Don't forget, in May, we had also have a 7% decline because of the fear of China retaliating on tariffs. Oh, no, the big bad China is going to retaliate against us. What are we going to do? Thomas Friedman says we, they're the future. Oh, no. <sighs> so don't forget, in May, this happened, and we came right back at it. Will we come right back at it right now? I don't have any clue in the long run. Probably. Since 1929, the U.S. benchmark has experienced such a scenario. A slump of more than 5% within two weeks of hitting a multi-year high 16 times. Uh, for 10 of those, the index jumped back to a fresh high while it fell into, into a correction six times, he said. <laughs> All right, so when 10 is 6, <laughs> I mean, 10 is 6 might get in the NFL playoffs as a wild card, but very rarely are you win the Super Bowl at 10 and 6. So, we, <laughs> I mean, think about this. We're just talking within a year, right? Is that what he said? All right, so since... 1929, uh, a slump of more than 5% within two weeks of hitting a multi-year high happened 16 times, not current currently. For 10 of those 16 times, the index jumped back to a fresh high. Well, it fell into a correction six of those times. No, it jumped into a fresh high 100% of those 16 times. Because if we just had a fresh high, then inherently every single time it went into correction, it came into a fresh high. <sighs> For the short term, it was 10 to 6. 10 of those times it jumped back to a fresh eye, uh, and 6 of the times it did not. Well, doesn't that tell you then that 10 of the times it came back to a fresh eye, that you should have kept the freaking thing? Ah, I just, I can't take it. But if we would have kept it, if we would have bought on the dips, we would have avoided the correction. No, because it just says a correction happened 6 of the times. So if you would have quote unquote bought on the dips, which I don't even know how you do that because you should be fully invested anyway, how do you buy on the dips with no cash? All right. So how do you, let's just say you did for somehow. I mean, just say the market fell, so you're buying on the dips. Of the 16 times, 10 of those times, the market was was back in. All right, of the of those 16 times, six of those times, the market was south for the for whatever the time frame he's talking about. All right, but we know 100 percent of the times the market was back up. We know that absolutely because it hit fresh highs. At some point later, i.e., last week, it was a fresh high ever, ever, ever. So if you got out because the market fell, because you're saying, oh, I'm going to get out to avoid the pain. Ten of the times you missed out on a, on a run up. Six of the times you got out in advance. So you were six and ten. But either way, you were 0 and 16 when it came down to you missing the market being back up to ultimate highs, which is what we had last week. It's crazy. Since 1952, the S&P has experienced an average next day gain of about 1%, falling slumps of 2.5% or more. Uh, by contrast, sell-offs on Friday. Oh, fall, that's on Monday. So now we're looking at Mondays. <sighs> Big moves lower on Mondays are more common than any other weekday. The market typically bounces back the most uh, uh, on the day after big down Mondays. They don't call it turnaround Tuesday for nothing. That's just, oh my goodness. All right, so let's see what we're doing. I just, this stuff just drives me insane. I, I, look, I know Bloomberg's got to write it. Here I am reading it. Uh, let's see, the markets today. Um, the Dow's up 200 points. 
Uh, the 10-year treasury is still down at 1.73. I just, I, I, the whole thing is just silly. But anyway, look, man, I, look, you can look at this all day long. You can look at these fancy pantsies with their big bucks on, let's see, it didn't show them. Um, you can look at these guys all day long. At the end of the day, are you in the market or you're out? If you're in the market, stay in there for, come hell or high water. It's the only thing you can do. If you're out, then get out. I mean, literally, there's nothing wrong with getting out. It doesn't make you wimp. But don't get out when the market sells and get back in when the market goes up. That's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. And what that means is, I'm going to get out now because the market's getting, well, the market's negative. I'll wait until, until uh, it gets back to sanity. What that means, I'll wait till it comes back up before I get back in. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Don't do that, my friends. Just hang in there. All right, we'll see you next time.